Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cutting Chai Stories, where the stories are short and sometimes sweet, like the half servings of milky tea we call Cutting Chai back home in India. I'm your host, Jayati Vora, and I have a special treat for you today. Instead of doing our usual two stories and writing tips, I asked my friend Tammy Kim to join me here so she could give us her top writing tips. Thank you so much, Tammy, for coming on the show today. And by the way, you're my very first guest. So this is very special for us here at Cutting Chai Stories. I'm honored. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Tammy is a very accomplished magazine reporter. She's a contributing opinion writer at the New York Times and a retired social justice lawyer. Tammy has just launched a podcast called Time to Say Goodbye, and I will put all of this in the show notes. Um, and Time to Say Goodbye is about all things Asian-American, leftist, and internationalist. She's also an all-around renaissance woman with many other talents that I won't talk about here, but I'm completely <laughs> in awe of her. So Tammy and I know each other because we were colleagues together on the features desk at Al Jazeera America, rest in peace, many, many moons yeah. ago. And those were such fun years. And I remember one article that I edited by Tammy so many years ago, I don't even know when this was. And she had a description in it in the first or second paragraph that I remember to this day and that I'm, and I can quote. And it was about um, taxi drivers in Houston and how their business was being affected by Uber. Do you remember that story, Tammy? I do. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, and she was at the airport reporting, and she wrote, the sun made taffy of the day. And that line just stuck in my head. And I've forgotten a lot about the story, but I never forgot that line. And that, to me, is the power of strong imagery. And so I wanted to ask Tammy how she incorporates those kinds of creative writing skills into her journalistic writing. Do you have any tips for our listeners, Tammy? Well, thanks so much for asking. I feel like I don't do this nearly enough in my writing, and I wish I often had more time and kind of mental space to, to think about sort of beautifying journalism um, writing. And I guess the tip would be to try to slow down a little bit and, and read not just nonfiction, but try to read poetry and fiction and spend some time thinking about the kinds of images that are evoked by a particular story or you know, kind of packet of reporting material before you go into the drafting. Um, but this is advice that I'm giving myself too, because I don't do it nearly mm -hmm. enough. You know, um, in the past on the podcast, I've talked about how all description is rooted in detail and observation, just observing the world around you. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to get some insight into what your process is and how do you train your eye to observe detail? So most of the reporting I'm doing because of the kinds of writing I, I do um, are with people and ordinary people at that, um, but in different locations. And so it's quite commonsensical, but I'm, you know, I'll always have my recorder and my notepad. And while people are talking, I'm also, you know, I'm taking down what they're saying, but I'm also sort of paying attention to different things that happen on their face, their expressions, other sort of obvious markers like their clothes and uh, the sort of way they carry themselves. What does their house look like? Are there sort of weird little things to notice about their surroundings or their desk or their car? And kind of try to hold those together and and then kind of think about like, if I were trying to describe this person to a friend, how would I describe this person? Or if this person appeared as a character in a movie, what would the script say about them? A tricky thing is to get away from sort of journalistic conventions. Like, what color hair they had? They were wearing this particular mm -hmm. sweater. And to think more about sort of mood things or kind of more um, dispositional things like you know they they laugh in this particular way or um, 
they have this incredible sense of composure, even though they're going through this crisis. So I wish I were better at sort of picking up some of those odd details because that's always sort of what sticks with me when I'm reading. Mm-hmm. And that's that's actually perfect. You just answered the question that I was about to ask next, which is about separating detail that is necessary and telling and detail which is just fluff, which is sometimes yeah. like the color of somebody's hair, you right. know, which may be interesting, but may not be the most telling detail to include. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're also paying attention to your own body, like you had, you know, pointed out the the line that we put together about the sun and, you know, the just that raging heat. I can still feel that from reporting in the taxi yard. Like, how am I myself being feeling in this particular space? You know, and that that can then kind of connect you to the person that you're profiling or the place that you're profiling. That Absolutely. I think that's such a great tip. Because you, as the reporter or the writer, are the stand-in for the reader. Mm -hmm. And so if it's feeling so ragingly hot to you, then, you know, how are you going to convey that to the person who's reading your words? Exactly, yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. When you think of somebody who's really good at descriptions, who comes to mind? It could Mm -hmm. be a journalist, an author, anybody. Any line or description that sticks in your head the way that taffy line stuck in mine? I love Ian Parker's writing in The New Yorker. I think he's such mm-hmm. a great profile writer and he gets into that kind of level of detail with people. Well, actually, um, you know, something kind of weird to suggest in this is graphic novels because you don't really think about a graphic novel, of course, needing it doesn't do literary description in the way that we're talking about. But mm-hmm. um, I've learned a lot recently, like looking very carefully at certain very literary graphic novels about the details that they select visually. Mm. if that makes sense and um yeah yeah i'm reading this novel right now about um the sexual slaves of the japanese imperial army during world war ii called the comfort (laughs) woman um totally uplifting topic um but there's a graphic novel rendering of it by this woman um kumsuk gendry kim and the stuff she chooses to highlight just by you know in the particular squares like you know what this person's hand looks like at a particular moment or the, the sort of like side eye that one character gives another is they're just so telling and it kind of makes me think about what I would want to do in the prose version of that. Oh, that's that's lovely. That's a great tip to see what to see how the details are rendered visually. Yeah. If you need any recommendations on really depressing graphic novels, I have your covered. <laughs> you will always be my go-to for depressing novels. Exactly. Okay. And um, finally, I always end my episodes uh, with a writing prompt for our listeners. And this time I thought it would be fun if Tammy gave us a writing prompt. So for a story under 100 words, Tammy, do you have a prompt for us? Yes, this is a quarantine prompt. Um, But it's, um, it's to think of two people, they could have been together or separate, that you observed on the street while you were running errands or looking out your window. Put them together and imagine where they're going and what they're talking about on the way. Oh, so mysterious. Mm-hmm. I love this. <laughs> um, I'm I'm dying. I'm itching for uh, my laptop and to start writing a prompt from this. I already have an idea in my head. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tammy, for being on the show. I've loved having you. Thanks for having me. It's nice to hear your voice across the miles. As always, if you feel inspired by the prompt, please share your story story with me at cuttingchai stories at gmail.com. I'll maybe I'll read it out in the air. 
thanks to everyone for tuning in and I'll see you next Thursday. Grows is by word of mouth, so please say good words out of your mouth. And for next time, here's your writing prompt. How many of you are thinking about life and death right now? Maybe some change or transitions. That's something that I've been thinking about, partly because of this moment that we're all living through together, the people dying, the way our lives look so radically different under quarantine and lockdown. But also because work-wise, I'm in the middle of a big transition myself, shifting from a primarily journalistic editorial role to focusing more on creative writing. Whatever transition and change means to you, I would love for you to write a short story under 100 words about a moment of transition, whether in your own life or somebody else's life or transition for us as a society, whatever it sparks in you. And if you do write something, please share it with me at cuttingchaistories at gmail.com. That's cuttingchaistories at gmail.com. Until we meet again next Thursday, keep writing.